Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, listeners. So before we start talking about the Salem Witch Trials, I just want to stop and ask you guys to subscribe, rate, review our podcast. It's really helpful. It it continues to uh, help us grow. And if you like these episodes and you want more, just, you know, log on, give us a five star and say something nice. Here's a, a review I got recently. Uh, brain candy for the soul. And this is from Carrot Bean, <laughs> our listener Carrot Bean out there. Uh, they give us five stars. I love to listen to this podcast at the end of the day. Fun and informative. It's tragic history transformed into a soothing game of Clue with friends. I want to play. Well, thanks for playing along, Carrot Bean. And thanks so much for listening. And also write in and tell us your thoughts because pretty soon we're going to be doing a talk back episode and uh, really taking in all of our listeners comments and opinions and discussing further. So let us know what you think. Email us at the alarmist podcast at gmail.com. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift, the ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith and I am The Alarmist. everyone, welcome to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we discuss history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're doing 
the Salem Witch Trials. Now, this is a historical tragedy that I have obsessed about since I was a young student. It was probably one of the first parts of history that really got me hooked. Now, maybe because I was the same age as the as the girls, or for whatever reason, uh, I, I was intrigued. It caught my attention. And as I went on to theater school, it was also one of the historical tragedies that kept popping up. Uh, you know, Arthur Miller, The Crucible. And every chance I could, I'd, I'd perform a scene from it in acting class, or I'd go see a production of it. There's been a bit of time since I re-educated myself with this historical tragedy. And this past week has has just been eye-opening. You know, context is everything is what I've I've come to realize. And it turns out that the way that I once saw the tragedy is totally different than how I see it today. Um, maybe it's my age. Maybe it's the world we're living in right now. But, you know, we like to think that history is just a bunch of facts that we keep repeating and we keep relearning over time. But it, it really is important that um, we remember that history is actually written by humans, very imperfect and biased humans. And it's important that we keep revisiting to keep understanding that what actually happened and keep asking ourselves, what is the story behind the story? So let's get started. The Salem Witch Trials were a series of witchcraft cases in the colonial settlement of Salem, Massachusetts in the 17th century. The trials began in February of 1692. Betty Paris and Abigail Williams, the daughter and niece of the town minister, Reverend Samuel Paris, along with a group of afflicted girls, accused the first three victims, Tichaba, Sarah Good, and Sarah Osborne. More than 200 people were mentioned or accused of practicing witchcraft, and 19 were found guilty and executed. The trials ended in May of 1693, when the remaining victims were released from jail. It was the deadliest witch hunt in the history of colonial North America. Fun facts, AKA death stats. Salem Village consisted of some 90 families and a total of around 600 people. Of those accused, 14 were women and five were actually men. While popular myths point to burning witches at the stake, no one was executed this way during the Salem Witch Trials. Though some were burned at the stake in Europe, hanging was the popular mode of execution in North America. All of the 19 convicted were executed by hanging. One other man, Giles Corey, was crushed to death for refusing to plead. The villagers put him on his back and placed a wooden board on him and then gradually placed heavy stones on top, crushing him to death. This form of execution is called pressing. Corey's last words were reportedly, more weight. At least five people died in jail after confessing. Sadly, animals were not excused from the trials. Dogs were suspected of potentially being linked with the devil or being the devil themselves. In one case, a girl accused a neighbor's dog of bewitching her. The villagers executed the dog with a firearm. But their priest, Cotton Mather, claimed the animal wasn't the devil because the devil wouldn't have died. So today we have one of my 
greatest friends, Mary oh. Grill, on the show. <laughs> You're one of my greatest friends. It's so nice to be here. <laughs> and uh, we also have our, our fact checker, Chris Smith, in the house. Hi, everybody. Chris Smith here, reporting for duty to be fact checking. And I'll be here and for little comments, too. <laughs> Great, Chris. <laughs> Uh, also joining us is uh, producer Amanda. Yay! Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. That's her voice. <laughs> so, Mary, when I decided that we were going to do the witch trials, I thought of you because I was like, I bet you Mary has played Abigail Williams in The Crucible about 14 times. Oh, that is so funny. I not only have never played Abigail, I've never seen The Crucible. What? True. But I've read it. <gasps> I feel like everybody read it, right? Yeah, I think we had to in school. I, why did you see me least. as the Crucible or, or as Abigail? Isn't she? She's like the the very sexy teenager, the well, evil sexy teenager in the Winona Ryder version. Oh, yes, okay. uh, but usually she's just played by a, well, like a in a young book. in yeah. the in the in the play. Isn't she like she has the affair? She's the one having and the it's affair. A teen. I mean, so you know, she's yeah. sexy. Well, yeah, sure. She can be sexy. She's Puritan sexy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but no, I just thought you would have really knocked it out of the park. Thank you. There's um, still time. There's still time. There's still time. She's 14. <laughs> I boast the body of a teenager and um, I'm open to memorizing lines. <laughs> um, so great. So what do you now? Now you have yeah. a history with the Salem witch trials. Um, my connection to the witch trials tell is, me more. is, uh, I mean, it's, it's basically like, tell me more. <laughs> my brother-in-law, Bill, um, got his PhD in American literature. He did his dissertation on how the novel was started and like it's, it's origin. And he sort of, his, he argued that it started earlier than, uh, what, History tells us, and okay. it was surrounding. I didn't read his dissertation. Oh my I, he, god! He gave it to me, and I was like, I "Hope oh he's my not gosh. listening." I know. I, I love you, Bill. <laughs> it was dense. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" There are so many words in the English language. Regardless, part of part of his dissertation covered this the witch thing trials. about the witch trials um, again. Didn't read the whole thing, but I read like the witch trials section, and I was, you know, when you get like the updated story. Sure. Of something um, where, you know, you grow up thinking like the witch trials were like yeah. uh, the in colonial America and people were really uh, fervent religious followers and they got sort of ahead of themselves and things went crazy and people died for being witches. And he, what he let me know, um, we just were talking about his work at the time and he was like, oh, you know, it was there. there's all these studies now that talk about the witch trials as having happened because um, settlers were basically suffering from like PTSD, mm-hmm. which makes a ton of sense. <laughs> and it's ba- he was like, if you think about it, it makes like a ton of sense where like people were losing family members and in some really sad cases, like their whole families yeah. to Native Americans attacking settlers who were like in this new, totally uninhabited land. And they saw horrific things. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And, yeah. at, you know, in this podcast, we don't like to get the experts. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't invite the I'm experts. I'm not an expert. Good we thing. We invite expert ad- adjacents. <laughs> that's right. I would say I'm an expert adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with um, just kind of understanding who these afflicted girls mm-hmm. 
um, were. The first of the girls um, to start experiencing the symptoms was Betty Paris. And this happens around January 20th, uh, 1692. And her dad is like a prominent guy. He's the Reverend Samuel Paris. Oh, so the guys in the play were actually real people. Yes. And there so is a Betty Paris. Abigail. Yeah, but, but she was this, super this my, young, actually, right? Wasn't she was she actually 11. like seven? Oh, okay. Yeah. She's 11. Basically she's 11 seven. or 12. She's like basically When it's all six. going down. Mm-hmm. Um, so Betty, she's nine. Okay. She's a little girl. And um, Samuel Paris is the minister of Salem Village of the church. Okay. And uh, Betty has the symptoms first, and then Abigail starts to have them. And Abigail is 11 or 12, like we said, and she's the orphaned niece of the reverend, of Samuel Paris. And she moved in with the family after Native Americans killed her parents during a raid. And um, in the house... I think she killed starts like more than her. I think killed her entire sibling family. I think it was like something horrible. horrible. Yeah. So she's an orphan. She's living with the Parises. She starts having the same symptoms as as Betty. Right. Mm-hmm. They complain of bites, pinches um, by what Super they call stuff. demonic creatures. That is horrible. <laughs> I mean, not only are you cold and like probably really hungry, then you're getting bites and demon pinches. <laughs> this is like- so rude. So they also said they they bark. Take me back to England. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they. I don't. I don't think there was a a return boat for them. Uh, So the uh, they also get bark. They started barking and yelping. That was another one. And they would launch launch into these speeches. Terrifying to observe as a parent too. If like my daughter started barking. Yeah. What would you do? I mean. I'd be like, I love you so much. <laughs> you have to, I would figure it out. I guess I I do really love her, so I'd want her to stay living in my home. But oh man, yeah. As be- a dog mom, yeah, my children do bark and yelp, oh, and I'm always sweet. like, I'm like, Bronco, Bronco, you don't go, you don't go. No, it's time for um, something more serious, like a hanging. No, <laughs> I wouldn't have dogs. I yeah. wouldn't have dogs. Um, so they st- oh, another thing they would do is like, launch into speeches that no one could understand, and um, they all of a sudden they didn't have any time for prayer. That was a big one. Okay. So they they would um, they couldn't do their chores. They couldn't pray, but they slept because they like were babies. just. Oh, they were sleeping and barking? Those were sort of the things? They slept like babies. It was okay. when they woke up that they that started they were... barking. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is all uh, information I got from a very good book by uh, Stacy Schiff. Um, it's called The Witches. Ooh. Um, and I, I highly recommend. Okay. So despite the fact that um, she is one of the accusers, not much is actually known of Abigail Williams before or even after the trials ended. Mm. So she's kind of a mysterious figure in in history. Mm-hmm. So, and this is all backstory, everyone. So the, um, you know, there, there were a lot of history books say that they had been um, dabbling in, uh-huh. in fortune telling. Okay, yeah. And even if you watch The Crucible, like the movie, and I think the play starts the same way, where they're all dancing uh-huh. with Tichuba. Right, right, right. Um, 
that that never actually happened. Right. This is I'm debunking it right here. That's right. What's her name? Mary Beth Norton. Our friend Mary Beth Norton. Mary, she she talks about this, right? Mary Beth Norton is a scholar um, on the witch, witch trials expert. that that Mary Grill here. That's not right. Mary also Beth. Mary Beth. I'm actually Mary Elizabeth. Oh my god. Yeah, not a Norton. Okay. But just Mary Elizabeth. Um, so Mary Elizabeth Grill <laughs> That's right. got me hooked on Mary Be- Elizabeth Norton. Mm-hmm. And very short uh, that's haircut, something very that she glasses. Yeah. She she has a way of speaking too that is she's like amazing. <laughs> very she, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like she's just talking around a tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> She just her her, the way she talks is like very very single. It's like very very single, (laughs) very much under a blanket in a big Uh, robe. Okay, Mary Beth Norton, thank you for your efforts. So Mary Beth talks about this a lot. Where um, the only thing that they actually did was this fortune telling technique called Venus glass, which was um, they would drop egg whites into a glass of water. And interpret whatever shapes and symbols appeared um, oh. as an attempt to learn their future. What and apparently, shame. some of the girls had dabbled, just oh. dabbled in this. With the egg shapes? Okay. Yeah. Betty and uh, Abigail. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the What they had seen uh, was just the shape of a coffin in a glass. <laughs> I mean, the boredom. I mean, the boredom that was, I mean, it's just like the disease here is just like people that had nothing to do. But that's the thing. They were actually pretty busy. I guess they were. They were trying to stay They alive. were young Puritan yeah. girls. Yeah, that's true. Who Farming. Had a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other, after Betty and Abigail, uh, the, the next accuser, or person who starts feeling symptoms, and they're the they were like, we feel symptoms, and then they pointed the finger at other people. At the trial, they did, but beforehand, okay, they they were just feeling these symptoms. Something's mm. uh, stirring up in right. Salem, right? Um, so there's Ann Putnam Jr., who mm. is an important uh, figure in this whole situation, okay. And because she comes from a very prominent family in right. town, okay. the Putnams. Yes. Then there's Mary Walcott and Mercy Lewis, who was the Anne Putnam's uh, like maid, or I, she wasn't a slave, but she was like no, she was they, a worker. There were, th- and she had two sisters, Mercy Lewis. Yeah. Uh, unclear. Maybe our fact checker Chris can look us up. I thought it was Mercy, Margaret. And Martha. Well, who knows where they are? I don't think. <laughs> I don't think they were uh, some of the accusers, though. I think okay. Mercy was the only one who, who accused. Was, okay. Um, then we got Elizabeth Hubbard, Susan Sheldon. I'm loving these names. Mary yep. Warren, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Booth. They all start having the symptoms. Everybody's Mary or Elizabeth. It's safe to assume. <laughs> or Maybe Sarah. that's why you or associate Sarah. Mary Grill with, uh, with Witches? Abigail Williams. Maybe. Oh. It's just a you have, I'm also a great yeah. actress of our generation. <laughs> One of the greatest. Which, who also looks like of a our generation. Trapped in a near 40-year-old body. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you guys, you have to check Mary Grill out. Oh, really? Look, good. look her up online. Make see, go to maybe the dark web and real, check out some body find shots. A reel on YouTube. She doesn't have uh, adult female hips, but she is a very good actress. <laughs> Just like a teen. Just we like all a, have something that we will have to keep working for and striving for, Mary. <laughs> You'll get those zips, girl. Try just like a lady shape, a woman shape. <laughs> Someday. So um, that that was. Let's talk about some of the accused. Okay, yeah. This is just kind of giving everyone out there a whole, you know, picture of the characters involved, right? You know. So we've got Sarah Good. Okay, and she's the first. If you guys recall, she's one of the first people um, to be accused by Betty and Abigail. Chris, you look like you want to say something. Well, no, I was just just circling back to Mercy Lewis. She did have a sister. It was her sister with whom she moved into and was living with in Salem because um, before that, an attack with Native by the Native Americans killed her grandparents, aunts, uncles, and most of her cousins. Yeah. So she Man. was placed in as a servant in the household of Reverend Burroughs. And she had moved to Salem in 60, wow. in, in 91, 1691. Okay, and Burroughs is a very important figure, which we'll talk about. Okay, where okay. We're going to talk about him in Mary just Beth a bit. Mary Beth has a lot, of, a lot of feelings about that guy. You Mary mean Beth Norton. Mary Beth Norton, yeah. Not the Mary Beth girl. <laughs> this is going to get confusing. I should have... <laughs> I should have asked a Jessica for today's episode. <laughs> or Tiffany. That would have been good. You can call me Tiffany. Okay. So, Sarah Good... She's a, a lower economic status. So let's get okay. a picture of who's being blamed. Yeah, yeah. Because this this is a, a common uh, theme. It's they're they're kind of the outsiders of the village, right? Um. So Sarah Good, Who she's are lower accused. status, right? Yeah, poor. Um. She she had a lot of debt due to her first husband, and the accusers at the trial. Um, due to her, what happened with her first husband? He'd like. He had a died? lot of debt when he died, yeah. Oh, God, and then he got like, another, uh, she had another husband, and I'm pretty sure Sarah Good was the one that was pregnant and lost the baby. Oh, man. Now, uh, yes, I think she's the one who lost the baby while she was in jail. Maybe fact checker Chris um, can look <laughs> look that up. That is so, yeah, it's she like your life is hard accused. enough. Don't call me a witch. Now, she is accused she's cited of uh jealousy and envy um as ex- explanations for witches discontent with anger is what i read oh um and her dependency on the neighbors and others perpetuated suspicions oh my gosh this is just a lady who just like needed a break so bad no isn't that so it's so sad, sad. yeah it's, she was just poor like she, she was had, literally she poor kids. alone Scared to death. So she never confessed to being a witch, and she was eventually hung. She was um, found guilty, obviously. Oh, my God. Then there's Sarah Osborne. And Sarah Osborne um, was... Uh, she she was actually... Uh, she had owned property, or she had problems with property. She, she, was, she went against social norms. And many knew of... Okay, she had a husband who passed away, and then she took the proper his property instead of giving it to her eldest son. So, so she that then, was messed up because she was a woman and he was a guy. Yes, because she wanted to own her own property. Yes, Classic Chris? sexism. So I think the Sarah Good um, baby confusion might be that she was accused of being a witch, or she was suspected because her husband um, said that. He, 
she, she might be a witch due to her bad carriage to him. Meaning, I think she lost, oh. maybe lost a child. And so, oh God, another oh thing. Women another were accused, yes, because they couldn't uh, oh, carry a so pregnancy sad. to term. Well, then may, maybe it was Sarah Osborne then who was pregnant um, when she was uh, sent to jail. So there was a lot of gossip about her in town because people said that she was fornicating with Alexander. Sex. Okay. <laughs> who was an Irish servant. Wait, who are we talking servant. about now? Sarah Good? This is Sarah Osborne. Osborne, got it. And she had a servant who uh, eventually, like, she married, essentially. Okay. So after so, like, her scandal? first husband died. Question mark? She, yeah, it was kind of scandalous. Okay. Um, but also, like, mind your own business, town, you know? But oh again, God. Puritans and the put. Anyway, it she was like had the a few with the Putnams. mind your own business town imaginable. Yeah, 600 people, and it was like they were all living in one house. And they're all scared to death. Yeah. 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 So she had a problem with the Putnams um, because she was suing them. Uh, the Putnam family accused Osborne of trying to take away their economic independence. Okay. Um, because they were, she was suing them in order to get that property. Oh, man. It's interesting to know that suing existed. Another main player was Tituba, uh-huh. as we all know. Um, Native American. She, she was Native American, not uh, as it, she is popularly portrayed uh, as an African slave. Right. But in right, right. fact, she was Native American. Right. Uh, from and that the was West sort Indies. of like discovered more contemporarily correct that was yes because she came from barbados or the the west indies and she probably came with the uh paris himself oh okay she she lives with uh paris okay and i guess at the time the um the slaves were slept with the children so she probably had a very close connection with the kids. She, they, with the they, kids. she was like the mom or the nanny or something. Yeah. Okay. And Paris's wife had died. Oh, he, he was okay. a widow. Okay. So she, she had a connection and she's accused of And is being she like the an adult? One. She's an adult. Yeah, okay. I believe she's in her late 20s. Okay, okay. At the time. Okay. And um, they theorize that Tichuba told the girls tales of voodoo and witchcraft prior to the accusations. Um, she was also the first to confess to the witchcraft in the village in March of 1692. So she's the first so one. So she was like, yes, I'm a witch? Probably because she was... They were like forced confessions. They, they beat her. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm pretty sure they beat her, to not to death, obviously, but to confession. Yeah, right. And then they went ahead and killed her? No, she actually survived. She did? Good. Yes. I mean, give this people a break. She's obviously got like stolen from wherever she was from. She's a slave. She is a slave. There's a word for it. It's slave. <laughs> oh, God. She's yeah. like cut to it. Um, oh, God. But she does survive because she confesses. And one of the big things is that like the people repentance. who confessed didn't get spared killed oh yeah because wasn't like cotton mather like don't make me look like an asshole kind of and he was like confess so that there's legitimacy to this witch hunt that i'm literally on on yeah um yes the way he would run his 
or, or the way the courtroom was run was such that if you confessed, then you were sent to jail. And if you didn't and you were found guilty, then you were executed. Cool. And so the people who confessed didn't really make it to by, by the time it was, you know, their turn. They kind of like waited it out. Yeah. And then the trials ended and everyone was pardoned and they yep. survived. Right. So that that was just the the irony of right. this particular disaster, which is so sad. Yeah. Um now I know we haven't started putting people up on the board, but just a quick rundown of some of the other important people. Mm-hmm. We've got Rebecca Nurse, and she's like, you know, the older woman, if you re- remember from the movies or the play. Uh-huh. She's the the good one. She's the one who's always going to church, and everyone's okay. like, can't be her. She was a gr- uh, grandmother, like had so many grandchildren. Okay. Um, she- Super good sign of being a good person. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna take them for their word That's we're gonna right. say rebecca nurse great guy Salem's great grandmother girl. <laughs> yeah yeah uh obviously elizabeth and john proctor okay who we all know from the crucible that's right um fun fact uh it is very unlikely that abigail and john proctor had any kind of relationship and it's unlikely that they even knew each other Oh, really? Yeah, because she was like a a baby child. She was 11 or 12 and he was 60. Right. Um, Unhot. Unhot. We don't know. There are no photos of John, but Daniel Day-Lewis does uh, do a wonderful John Proctor in the movie. I haven't seen the movie either. Well, I've got a lot of beef with the movie. Okay. Um, Not because it's a bad movie. I guess my beef is more with Arthur Miller. Okay. Um, (laughs) Because he took liberties? The greatest, one of the greatest playwrights of our time. <laughs> um, not so much because he took liberties, because I, I, I read some articles that he really believed that Abigail Williams and John Proctor had some kind of relationship. Um, he must have, you know, read some kind of, uh, I don't know, history book that said that. And so he, he deduced that that's what was happening. Okay. So... And it's like fine. It's historical fiction. Like, but he like maybe like. pushed forward this narrative that was totally of his own. Yeah, I don't making. care about that. Okay. My beef with Arthur Miller is that he took this female, like historic, like women don't have a lot of history uh-huh. because because history was uh, uh, written by men, uh-huh. right? And women also didn't have like weren't allowed to play this like larger role Role in in society yeah yeah. and here's an opportunity to make a play about uh, a group of women who had an impact in history and he makes it he makes a leaked character john proctor he makes it about a guy you're right it's clearly like about all these persecuted women and i know that the the crucible is like about the communism and you know the red scare McCarthyism. Yeah. yeah yeah but but still it's like, still. Uh, wh- why couldn't it have been Abigail's story? Well, men just tell stories better, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> They're just characters it's just we easier can get for behind. us women to understand. <laughs> on that note, I think I'll be taking over the podcast from here, ladies. <laughs> Go on, Chris. <laughs> now, if everybody could I keep it down. I don't have any ideas, Chris. Help. I'll, I'll tell you the story of the Salem witch tiles. <laughs> Wait a second. I guess women are better than men. <laughs> Wow, Chris. So, um, <laughs> lastly, yeah. before we, you know, I'm with you. Digress, but come on, Arthur Miller. Come I've on. got major beef. Get out of theater. 
whatever. It was 1953 when he I wrote I mean, the 50s were like bad. I mean, that's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's your new Historical podcast. tragedy, the 1950s. I mean, we could do a whole season on the 1950s. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this last character I want to talk about, person, George Burroughs. Oh, right. He's big. He's big. So he was the second minister. So there's a lot of um, backstory with these ministers in town. There's Salem Village. And then there's Salem, uh, the town. Okay. The Salem town has the big church, right? Um, And everyone from Salem Village goes to Salem town to go to church. But it's like something like 10 miles round trip. Oh, God. So the people of Salem Village were like, we want our own church. And they fought and fought. And eventually they get their own church. But they're already like divided within Salem Village. They get this, you know, first um, reverend who, whatever, it doesn't work out with the first guy. And then Burroughs is the second one. Okay. And he was only the the minister from 1681 to 1683. Okay. And he's got a particularly uh, contentious history with the Putnams, who we know. Right, the so Richie. This is all kind the of the Richie's prominence. Exactly. Okay. It's important that we understand like how connected everyone Everybody is. who was accusing and accused was. So, it's so obvious. <laughs> it's like yeah. <laughs> Come on. So uh the the Putnams apparently loaned him some money. Okay. And they threatened to arrest him for debt. Wait, when, when he the Putnam's oh, uh, Burroughs. Bur- okay. And then he leaves. He like leaves town. Oh. I, I'm not sure why he's back. Why would you come back to Salem? He's got to get witches. Uh, George Burroughs? Doesn't he get? Oh, he gets no, accused. He gets accused. And he's one of the people who end up being executed. Okay, so now you know all the characters. And let's start pointing fingers after this quick break. Let's start pointing fingers. And I want to talk about Puritanism. Okay. Now, the Puritans, they leave England. Their whole idea is that they, they need a new, um, a pure church. Uh-huh. And uh, they, they want to build this perfect church out in the new world. Um, they believe in predestination, meaning some will go to heaven and most will go to hell. And, and that's determined like before that's like part that's just what there's nothing you can do to change that, right? Um they the only way to find out is to study the Bible and be part of a pure church and look for signs with within yourself to know you are the chosen one. So yeah, it sounds like that's it's predetermined. That would be But bad. you just don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you're right, trying to right. figure out your <laughs> You're just like read it one day and you're like, shoot, I'm one of the hells. Well, this is what I read. Okay, so when uh Uh, This is about the Puritan girl. Okay. When she's not tending livestock, the garden, or a fire, when she's not baking or candle making, a Puritan girl was meant to be knitting, spooling, or weaving. The Puritan girls didn't have much say in their world. Okay. And they were expected to only speak when they were spoken to. Great. To be submissive, to ask blessing from adults around them. No music, no dancing. What about the boys? Oh, no music, no dancing? Is that no, what you said? No, no music, you no dancing. Right. So wait, do the boys get to do like things? Well, that's yeah, like shush they go up out and in do the your, world. That's shush up and do your chores. So imagine what it must have felt like 
for these girls to all of a sudden be like, woof, woof, I can't pray, I can't do my spooling or my knitting. So I just want to start us off nice and easy Mm -hmm. and let's put Puritanism up on the board. What do you think? As like the main problem? Well, as one of the causes. Oh, for sure. Okay, so... For sure. I mean, basically, it just like made everybody hysterical. It put everybody in these boxes and made everybody question everybody and everything. Yeah. Super inhumane. I think it was just like a structure. Very um, oppressive. Super oppressive. oppressive That's that's like a blanket word to talk about. That's right. Oppressive. I mean, I want to put a, 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 and we were, I have a whole section about this, but I think the weather is to blame. We can put the weather up there. We could put weather on the board. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Oh, yeah. The weather was a big deal. Okay, I, I have like a, I have a, a a tangential comment about the weather. <laughs> well, start us off because I'm 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 looking up for my notes. Yeah, tell me. Did you read about Urgot? I think that's how it's pronounced. Yes, that is fascinating. Do you want to tell our listeners what okay. Urgot is? Ur- I think it's Urgot. E E U R No E. I'll I'll get it for you. It's Ergot poisoning. I, I yeah, E R G O T, but I yeah. think it's pronounced ergot. Great. So it I, is, you're better at that than I am. That's yeah, for sure. I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> I could be wrong. Um, it is a mold that grew on rye, and basically across the globe, where history tells us there were witch hunts, it is. this mold existed and people were eating rye bread and what happens is you consume the mold and then you have these sort of spasms, fits, that were completely the same as the symptoms that people talked about. Yeah, hallucinations. Hallucinate. Delusions uh, and vomiting. That's right. And also like... I don't know if that was something that the witches did, but vomiting was definitely an ergot poisoning. But didn't they also... They talk about something called like the black dance or something that people would like move in this really freaky way probably because they were tripping oh yeah um but that that would cause them to like dance and be like unresponsive it's like a super freaky as an image to think about but it's like oh they were they were but back to the weather this ergot if i'm saying it right happened when it was, they were cold winters followed by wet springs. And, and yep. this weather um, was consistent with these periods of history uh, where which hunts happened, not only in America, in Europe and everywhere else. Yes. The, so it begs the question. Do we want to put... Just, are you saying you want to put ergot? I think so. Okay. Don't you think? I, I'm, I'm, let's put up as, I mean, I mean I much think, as you want. Yeah. Could have happened. We have a, a a safe and effective way of figuring out who's to blame here. And okay. We start by throwing everything up on the board. Okay, cool. <laughs> and do you want a weather and ergot to be combined? I think we could put separate? the weather as as a different one. Now, I, I was reading that there were um, the trials. The time of the trials coincided uh, coincided with. Um, what climatologists called the Little Ice Age. Oh. Although in my readings, I uh, the Little Ice Age was from 1550 to 1800. So 
that's a what, long was ice like age. Super cold or what? <laughs> I think it was just um, colder than usual. Um, what What's interesting about this theory is that um, it's also true that crime rates increased in the summer. So hotter temperatures Still make true. people less patient, more uh, irrational, and violence peaks in the summer. Uh, although extreme cold makes people violent. This is what I'm reading. Get, How simple are we? Yeah, it's, it's like, like, it's like, cold, I'm going to kill. <laughs> it's hot, I'm going to kill. Yeah. I think it's like extreme temperatures right. make people go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe let's put Climate in the cold change. weather, the little ice age. Okay. So cool. now we have um, Puritanism and then three weather related. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are the weather so related? weather and then there's ergot. Ergot. Okay. okay. So do you want to I think add it's erget. Erget. Right? How do you spell it? E-R-G-O-T. Okay, yeah. And then do you want me to add Little Ice Age? No, that'll... We'll it's like, under weather. Yeah, it sounds that's like a Pixar weather. movie. <laughs> yeah, Little Ice Age. <laughs> I'll watch it. Starring a chili mushroom. <laughs> so the next thing we can talk about is this like these family dramas, which we, we kind of talked about it uh, already a little bit. The, the village versus the town. Okay. And there's... The the Putnams are the richest people in Salem Village. Okay. I didn't know they were the richest ones. Yes. Where'd they get all their money? They brought it over? They were... Um, the Putnams were farmers, and the Porters were... Uh, which is the other family in Salem Town, which was the richest. Okay. The uh, Porters were, I believe, uh, something to do with um, uh, trading. Because okay. they were closer to the port. Hmm. Salem Village is further west. They're called the Porters, and they're close to the port. <laughs> oh, God. It's so obvious. <laughs> hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
We all have stress and anxiety we carry around as we go about our everyday life. At The Alarmist, we know it's always better to say it out loud and talk it through. Whenever I stress about the sinking of the Titanic, I don't sit with those thoughts in a dark room. I turn on the lights and dive right into it. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and work through what's really going on. Maybe you can't stop spiraling or catastrophizing. I started therapy over 10 years ago and never looked back. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Heck, we sometimes change our minds and rethink the verdict at The Alarmist. And that's also okay when it comes to therapists. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Alarmist today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Alarmist. Okay. I think let's talk next about the uh, King Charles and the New Frontier. Oh. So... Let's talk about the the family feud. The the family feud I think contributes to the anxiety because if I recall the list of people who were accused uh-huh. um por- one of the porters is accused by a- as you remember Anne Putnam Jr. Oh, was one of riches the against riches. Exactly. Double rich 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 war. It's a Richie's war. A Richie's war. Um, so interesting, and and most of the people who were accused were poor outsiders. Poor outsiders, not this one. Well, that was the big thing was that later on, as the accusers start accusing wealthier and more prominent figures, is that when it stopped? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Classic. Not her. <laughs> Yeah. She couldn't be. She's rich. She's got such a nice car. <laughs> okay, witches aren't real, anybody. We can all go home now. <laughs> but, like, seriously, um, I think it was, uh, I have it somewhere in my notes. So, I, I believe it was Phipps, his wife, that was um, accused. Um, now, Phipps is an interesting character. Now, Phipps, it's 1960, uh, I'm sorry, it's 1691. Uh huh. And,. William Phipps has a relationship with uh, the Mather family. Okay. The, of the Cotton, Cotton, Mad- Cotton, of the Cotton Mathers. Now, for those of you who um, don't know, Cotton Mather, he is an influential in the construction of the court for the trials. Yeah, he's a top jerk. Yeah. My Cotton God, Mather. let's put him up on the board. And uh, uh, let's go through this judicial system uh because I think there's a bunch of guys that we can put up on this board mm-hmm. in a in a as a group, right? The the trials. Um, we've got John Hawthorne. He's the judge, right? Okay. He's the magistrate, and he's chosen by the governor William Phipps to be the judge in the trials. Oh, interesting. And during the trials, Hawthorne uh, takes on the role of prosecutor okay. rather than impartial judge oh why because that's to get those witches yeah his questioning just um begins with the presumption that of guilt rather than innocence right and when there's like 400 people in the entire nation at this point people are like (laughs) i'm now gonna be the the lawyer prosecutor he's like i'm the most qualified although harvard was already up and running 
So, yeah, because a lot of these people went to Harvard. I don't think Harvard had the prestige it did. No, it did. It's always been the same. (laughs) Should we blame Harvard? (laughs) Yeah, I'd love to blame Harvard. (laughs) (laughs) It'll make me feel better. He's the one who educated all these people. He's. I'm. I'm talking about Harvard like he's a guy. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Harvard. Mr. Harvard. Um. So Hawthorne just kind of starts uh, being this uh, prosecutor kind of figure. And um, he's, the he's the one who starts encouraging those under examination, not only to confess to witchcraft, but also to name others who might be witches. And why would anybody do that? To he's- accelerate the process. But why would you want to accelerate? Oh, he wants to accelerate. The yeah. Process. Why would somebody name the witches? Why would somebody be like, okay, I'm get a, a lighter witch. sentence? Probably. And, right. and then they would be they like. They can repent, right? Isn't it yes, like you oh, have the opportunity? They made me do it. And now I want to be go back to God. And that's kind of was... Tichiba kind of laid out that um, style. Option. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, she was the first one to be like, you're right, I did it. You know, I want to... the I want to come back to God and help me. And uh-huh. it was just oh, kind dear. of a way of getting out of it. Right. Um, that said, Tichiba what you know the stakes were really high for her death like she could have been killed yep so so do you want to do just to recap there you named listed three guys cotton mather john hawthorne who's the judge and the prosecutor or phipps who's the governor and who appointed hawthorne yeah let's put those uh three guys up because I'll, i'll tell you what mather um how he comes into play um he appoints William Stoughton as uh, head of special witchcraft. Uh, he's the head of the tribune, uh, special witchcraft tribunal. And tribunal. Tribunal. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I just have a good accent. Tribunal. Tribunal. <laughs> um, and he is also the chief justice of the colonial courts. Okay. okay. And according to George Bancroft, another guy, Mather had been influential in gaining the politically unpopular Stoughton his appointment as the lieutenant governor under Phipps. Um because of Mather's um powerful father whose name was Increase. Increase, yeah. As if Cotton Mather wasn't a weird enough name, his dad, Increase Mather. I mean, all I can picture is like a ruffled neckline, white hair, black clothing. I think they look. I'm looking at that. We know what they look like. Yeah, buckle shoes. Buckle, buckle shoes. Hat, buckle they look belt. like the pilgrims. They do. I, I'm, I'm describing the pilgrims. All right. So do yeah. you want to just call them the buckle boys? The buckle boys. <laughs> and we'll just throw them all into one pile. That way we can just say. Yes. The system the of judges that we're looking to yes. um, prosecute these mm-hmm. and trials. if we can all just remember that Phipps was the guy who, once his wife got um, accused, accused he's he pulled like, the plug. That's right. Convenient. Yeah. I I don't trust these buckle boys at all. Another person I don't trust. There was also, there was like a quote uh, that Cotton Mather uh, that I read of his having um, tortured, because there were people who were executed, but then there were tons of, there were like 
a couple hundred people who were tortured. Yeah. For well being Giles. Giles Corey. Right. With the stones. Yeah. Um, but he died. He got pressed to death. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, but people who survived oh. and Cotton Mather was uh there were there was a girl a young girl i think was she was a girl who whose entire family was killed by native americans so she was you know behind the eight ball already uh-huh. she was having a hard life and i want to say she mercy was like mercy lewis are you yeah talking? i think it was her yeah and she and cotton mather put a hot poker down her throat nah Wait, 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 wait. Maybe we're not talking about the right, the same girl. The different girl? Maybe. Yeah, I think a- we're talking about Mercy Lewis was one of the accusers. Okay, well, there was. Let me see. If she's I the one who lived name. at the Putnam house. And she's the, um, like, the servant girl for the right. Putnam family. Right. Let me see if I can find. Um, while you're looking that up, I just want to talk about someone I really yeah. don't trust. Okay. Which is Sam- Reverend Samuel Paris. Don't trust him. He's. <laughs> I don't trust him. <laughs> he's got a, a you can't a, have a country for a last name. He's got a complicated um, situation because at the time he's the minister, and of course his daughter and niece are the first people um, to be inflicted. Aff- I'm sorry, afflicted. Uh huh. Afflicted. Yeah. With I would take with both. the I with the witch both. disease. Okay. <laughs> he feels like. The, the community is against him at the time that this starts happening. He feels like they um, don't respect him. He had uh, demanded, when, when he started the process of hire, being hired as mm-hmm. the minister, mm-hmm. he demanded uh, some unheard of things. This is the quote. Unheard of things, such as cl- a clear and permanent title to the parsonage and, and a salary of 66 pounds with 22 pounds paid in provision, in provisions and uh the congregation then allowed him to live in this house the parsonage house but he um insisted that he get complimentary firewood in the winter so he was asking he was a greedy bitch kind of but in all fairness like the putnams hadn't paid him uh for his job i'm kind of like you know what everybody's struggling just go with it everyone is struggling and he he's just an unpopular figure at the time okay so when the the, this starts happening to his girls it's almost like he's got to jump all in and and push it forward do you know what i mean push it forward like the the narrative okay okay he can't go back at this point got it so he and he's part of like creating this hysteria because if you remember with the uh, the Mary Beth lecture, mm-hmm. Mary Beth Norton, the Mary Beth Norton lecture, she says that a lot of these accusations took place on Mondays, which that meant, was interesting, yeah, right? Yeah, which meant that they had all gone to church on Sunday, and he he was the minister, he was right. the reverend, they and were they all... were listening to his sermons, mm-hmm. and then next day, bam, these they girls were... start accusing. Yes. So that's really all sketchy. of the accusations. Mondays. Let's put uh, Reverend simple. Samuel Paris. So Should we put Samuel- Monday on the board? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so Re- Mondays did a it. Bad case of the Mondays. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can bad. you put Mondays up? <gasps> what if that's why? I- yeah. That phrase. Maybe I don't know why that phrase exists. Manic Mondays. Um, 
So you want to put Paris? He's di- he's separate from the Buckle Boys. Yes, separate from the Buckle Boys. Because the he's Buckle not- Boys are increasing Cat and Mather because they wear buckles everywhere. <laughs> We're assuming, <laughs> but I think it's a safe assumption. Okay. Now uh, there are two things that I want to touch before we start blaming. Okay. And one of them is they're they're kind of both connected, and it's uh, the New World, the Frontier. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, again, we have, we know this is a dangerous time. We've been talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a heightened sense of fear for the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and all of these villagers are living in, in fear of the, the actual wild. There's the natives mm-hmm. that are, um, there's an actual war happening at the time. Right. So, it's like an... It's called the, the, the King William's War, or uh, also known as the Second Indian War. That's right. Okay. And here's a little backstory Which on was that. a war I had never heard of. Never heard of. I was like, what war? Why aren't we talking about this war know. when it comes and to the witch a, trial? Right. So, I was just thinking, I wonder like how small it was. It must have been... The, maybe it was... The anyway, war? talk about it. Okay. <laughs> it's 1688. Okay. And that's when the war starts. Okay. And it's the first of six colonial wars fought between New France and New England, along with their respective native allies. Uh, and it uh, happens before... Fr- it ends with France ceding um, its remaining mainland territories in North uh, America, right? It, but it, it takes a long time. It doesn't happen... That doesn't happen until 1763. So, so this is the beginning of six wars, and the war is largely caused by the fact that t- the treaties and the agreements that were reached at the end of uh, King Philip's war um, were not adhered to. Mm-hmm. So there's a previous war. The treaties are not, not adhered to. So they start this new war. In addition, mm-hmm. the English were alarmed that the Indians were receiving French or maybe Dutch aid. The Indians preyed on the English and their fears by making it look as though they were with the French. And the French were played as well as they thought that the Indians were working with the English. Oh. These occurrences, in addition to the fact that the English perceived the Indians uh, as their uh, subjects, despite the Indians' willing willingness to submit, eventually led to two conflicts. Uh, one of which was King William's War. So there's this war happening at the exact same time that the trials are happening. And Essex County is only 50 miles from where the war is actually taking place. And Essex County is where the witch trials were happening. Yes. So they're in the war. So they're very close to all the trauma. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the... the um, for uh, what Mary Beth, the scholar, Mary uh-huh. Beth Norton, talks about in her wonderful lecture that I highly recommend on Vimeo, is mm-hmm. where we found it. Um, <laughs> if you have that, 57 spare minutes to watch a witch it's, expert. It's wonderful. I mean, she's smart. She's so smart. When she was like, I ran out of the ocean and hardly wiped off because I had, a, I had an idea for my witch book. I was like, <laughs> you live an interestingly <laughs> singular life. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. So uh, what she talks about is that the accusers Mm -hmm. all had a link to losing family members and um, and 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 to 
living through tragic moments in their life because of the first or second Indian War. Right. So at this time, the natives or the, you know, are, are, they call them the Indians um, in all of these. um, I know it's, it's not politically correct to, to call, say that anymore. Um, But the, the Indians were winning um, the war at the time. And some of the accusers said that they saw leaders uh, of the, Indians plotting with the witches. So this is part of the accusation. Um, so it was kind of like tied up in racism against Native Americans. Well, not kind of. It was. Right? Well, and, or and, really and, just- yes. And, and because they truly believed that they, the English believed that they deserved that land. I mean, it, they, right. the natives were there before the English. Right. And they're just taking the land from and native them. Uh, native americans were other in every sense of course including so, religion which was like the crux of of puritanism of their of yeah of their daily i mean life. we can put racism up on the board well that's mm-hmm. the the cause of the war mm-hmm. the people were running the people who were running the trials were the military leaders who were also fighting the war mm-hmm. so again you said it. There's like 600 people, you know, not a lot of people. So they're they're d- doing double duty. Right. They're the right. magistrates and also like being the leaders of, of right. this war. Right. Right. So the Puritans thought that they were the chosen people and therefore the Indians were aligned with the devil. Okay. Uh-huh. Why? If they couldn't beat the devil in the battleground, then they could try to beat the devil in the courtroom. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it it kind of answers the question of why they wanted to believe the girls. Right. Because we're doing the they were losing the war. But their explanation for losing the war was the devil, which is right. Well, yeah, they were like, well, if we can't win in the battlefield, we'll win in court. Essentially, because it's it, they're the devil, right. right? And if if these witches are aligned with the the natives that uh-huh. are fighting back, uh-huh. then maybe that's a way of winning. So, how would you classify that? I'm just trying to write something on the board. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would perhaps blame the 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 soldiers, the Indian, the Second Indian War, the Second Indian War. That's and, and, and very convincing. And the trauma. Yes. Maybe, like you said in the beginning, the, the PTSD. PTSD. Because if all of these accusers, the girls, because either, for instance, Abigail, mm-hmm. her family was uh, murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, like, saw it. They saw it. Yeah. There's Mercy Lewis. Her family is also murdered. Yep. And then they're living with these other younger girls, the Putnam, uh-huh. little Ann Putnam and little Betty Paris. Uh-huh. They're telling, you know, stories of war. Who knows what they're talking about? Right. They're all sleeping in the same bed. Oh, that's right. Because Mercy went in like, was basically sharing a bed with Abigail, right? Uh, Mercy was with Ann Putnam Jr. Oh, and, and Mercy was accused of like telling devil stories. But in uh, history sort of is telling us that she was telling what ha- horrible stories of what happened to her family. Yeah, to to Anne, like war y- stories, Yeah, like war stories. So, so do PTSD, we want maybe? The fog of war? <laughs> yeah. 
The Fog of War? Yes. War Fog. It's my improv group. It's my new improv team. Um, War Fog. So I feel like, you know, we have a a lot. Um, Shall I run down the uh, list? Yeah. Let's hear it. So, so far we have Puritanism, Weather, Ergot, The Buckle Boys, Cotton and Increase Mather, Cotton and Increase, John (laughs) Hawthorne, and Phipps, Mm -hmm. Harvard University, (laughs) Reverend Reverend Samuel Paris, Ooh, boo. Mm -hmm. Manic Mondays, Monday, and just the day, (laughs) Warfog. Yeah. I mean, should we throw uh, gossip in there? Sure. It's a silent killer. <laughs> because I, I mean, or not silent. Ki- it's the it's the unsilent. It's the chatty killer. killer. It's the chatty killer. <laughs> it, it's what was the talkative killer. Like these girls were like, okay, so we gotta we gotta accuse people. Let's let's start. Who, who's in the go- Who's in the bad in the gossip world? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like think of how sc- everybody was just freaking out. It's actually sad to think about. Like, people died because everybody was scared to death. Yeah. Mass hysteria. Yeah. There's nothing scarier than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always think of, this is not the case for the witches, but, like, trampling, like, in a in a stadium. Mm-hmm. It's just mass hysteria. Yeah. Like, just freaking out. People freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Never so. Never go to a concert. Don't go to a concert <laughs> or a sports event. That's right. Have no fun. <laughs> Stay home. <laughs> so, so let's. Uh, I think let's start blaming. Let's let's start off by crossing people off the list. Okay, okay. So how does this work? We read the whole list, and well, we read it. Yeah. And now, and now, I, I do. Think, I have to know my vote right now. No. Okay. I think we we do the process of elimination. Okay. Okay. It's tried and true. It's never let us down. So off the bat, I think. Perhaps, I mean, I don't think we can cross weather off just yet. No. <laughs> but ergot, perhaps? Now, Chris, you you were, you, you looked like you were, um, you had a little you had something to say about ergot. Ergot? Right? Well, we never we know how it's... we'll never know. We're never going to find out. <laughs> so, Linda R. Caparel posited in 1976 that the hysterical symptoms of young women that had spurred the Salem witch trials had been the result of consuming ergot-tainted rye. However, Nicholas Spanos and Jack Gottlieb, two bros, after a review of the historical and medical evidence, disputed her conclusions. Because she's a woman? Does it say that? No. Other, It does not say that, but it does say other authors have likewise cast doubt okay. on it as the cause. So it's a theory. It's a theory. I don't think we have enough evidence to back it up. Okay. So I think it's going off the list. Okay. Um, now, how do you feel about Harvard and and gossip? Again, um, we're figuring out who's to blame for the the Salem witch trials. Right. Harvard's such a nice school. I think we should just leave it alone. Well, they were. I, <laughs> I don't so think we can nice blame Harvard because they're Harvard. a little detached. Yeah, they're they, detached. They educated the people who uh, were the judges and all right. of that. But, um, you know, everyone, Harvard isn't a way of life like exa- Puritanism. Is. Exactly. Wow. You know, very profound. Mary. Well, <laughs> she's coming out for with having a, a not book having gone later. to Harvard. I'm very sharp. <laughs> So we still have Puritanism. What do you feel about gossip? 
I mean, gossip to me feels like a symptom of like the larger problem, which is uh, puritism, Puritanism. weather, mm-hmm. PTSD, war. Okay, so I, I mean, all those things make people talk. That's yeah. a people number one thing people talk about is the weather. That's right. True, is it? I don't know. True fact. Yeah. Tell me anything. What Come on. I'm the fact guy, so it has to be true. <laughs> so I'm going to take gossip off the board. Yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about gossip? I, I, I'm with you. Okay. I think it's a, a, a serious thing. Yeah. Not to be played with, but... Um, yeah. Put it this way. Take out all the other factors. If you just had a bunch of people gossiping a lot, do you think people would have been hanged for witch trials? Yes. I think at that time, yes, probably. Oh. That Puritanism. Yeah. Right? I mean... No, I was just saying... Oh, oh, Take oh. out all the other items on the... Oh, yeah, no. I think it's harmless. It's <laughs> gossip in and of itself. I love gossip. Yeah, okay. So gossip's out. Yeah, I think it's out. Now we saw Puritanism, Weather, The Buckle Boys, Reverend Samuel Paris, Manic Mondays, PTSD, War, uh, war Fog, The mm-hmm. Fog of War. Mm-hmm. I think next we can take off Manic Mondays. I think they've yeah. been on the board for long yeah. enough. Similar to gossip, I feel like it's like an offshoot of the larger issue. Yeah. <laughs> That's just which like is, when the bad stuff happened. Which points back to Puritanism, True. if you think about it, because Sundays are a big day for Puritans. <sighs> That's right. I mean, Puritanism is high on the list of like, that was a problem. I'm ready to take weather off. And I'll tell you why. Yeah, tell me why. Um... I think you're I just right. don't tell, buy it. Me. I mean, yeah. I, uh, the people have been cold. Other people were cold at yeah. the, that were living there at the same time. Right. And they weren't, you know, uh, pointing fingers at witches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think we can take that out. Yeah. Um, The Buckle Boys, they're just... They're I bad. feel like they did it. They they were like guilty, but they're not the only ones. And also the Buckle... Well, the, the Buckle Boys like really pushed... Uh, the 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 trial situation singularly yeah you know what i mean yeah so i think they have to stay on puritanism is huge samuel paris come on what are you doing bro like yeah stop putting fear in these people mm-hmm. um but the fog of war i mean it's like war or puritanism puritanism i'm with I you I think the the look the Buckle Boys didn't do a good job, didn't they were bad bads they were double bads but like they also they, they but there were a bunch of bad people but what was behind the bad behavior I feel was this religion and this war yeah if there hadn't been a war that had like really traumatized Freaked these girls. Out. but also Puritan but, but also the new frontier if there wasn't a new frontier then there wouldn't have been this war. Like, okay, imagine they weren't Puritans, but Uh the war had happened. Would this witch thing still have happened? That's a really good question. Because I want to say probably not. Well, the devil is sort of baked into Puritanism, isn't it? That's what I think. Because there there has to be good and evil. purity. Mm Mm-hmm. So... It's it's the combination You're of right. this frontier war confusion and their values, value mm-hmm. system, and creating this devil yeah. character. Yeah. It was like a horrible storm. So the Buckle Boys are, we're, we're saying, we're letting them off the hook, and we're saying that they're a product of Puritanism. Yeah, kind of. I mean, listen. God, that's so hard, but 
I just, I just think there were other bad actors in addition to yeah. the Buckle brothers. Yeah. So <laughs> it, brothers if that's the case, then Samuel Paris is up high on the list because But I mean, he's I loop leader. him in with like bad actors. But the like the the like puppeteer, yeah, is puritanism. Mm. I think cuz there that's the that's the common thread against all these things, including the children who were well then pointing the finger including the people who were like admitting they were witches because they didn't want to be killed and they were like I'll return to God I'm going to be a good person it's all but here's the thing Samuel Paris is the messenger he's the reverend he yeah. and not just that but he he's the one who's he's connected them the puritanism and he's connected to the start of 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 the this scandal right um, and he probably had the power in that community to just say, everyone chill. Like, we're not going to kill people because we think they're witches. Right. These are children. I know one of them is my daughter. You know, <laughs> right. we're, let's not listen or jump to conclusions just because these kids are pointing fingers. So he had mm. power at that moment. And he used it. For, for bad. For bad. So, Shoot. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm taking out the war, uh, fog of war because I think it's a key player. Totally key player. And I, I don't think if there was a war mm-hmm. and the people involved weren't Puritans, perhaps it wouldn't have gone to the witch trial situation. Right. So. So that removes the fog of war. Exactly. And it's out. Yeah, the religious aspect of it really makes it. And I'm just itching to put Samuel Paris in that prison. Put him in jail. And he never, (laughs) here's the thing, he never apologized. He's a gross. He's a gross gross. God, at least say you're sorry. He never apologized. Didn't he just say, like, we're done with this? No, we don't do this. Sorry. Well, they pardoned all the people. Uh, yeah, they, they did eventually. So I, I don't know. My mind is settled. I think we have, and do you agree with me? I don't know. Samuel Paris. I think we got to send him to jail. Yeah, he goes to jail. But like, wait, can do, but you're saying he's the, he's the one. He's the, the main. He's the thing we're, we're blaming. Mary really wanted to be period. I don't know. I still am like puritanism. Can we do a side or a? Under the veil of, yeah. The, what? How about this? Under the veil. Well, our you, our maybe... Puritan Reverend, okay, Samuel Paris. <laughs> oh, he's representing Puritanism. Yes. Okay, so it's like a, it's yeah. He's cloaked in Puritanism because yes. he probably also did wear a cloak. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I mean. Okay. He was the or- great orchestrator. The great. I'm not with you. Great orchestrator. It's settled. Well, you can also put Paris in jail and you can give Puritanism community service. (laughs) I think that's good. Let's do that. Okay. So our Puritan reverend Samuel Paris Uh is going to the alarmist jail. Puritanism, report to community service, please. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Mary, oh, for joining us. You. And it, is there anything you'd like to plug? 
Oh, don't worry so much about going to church, guys. <laughs> Great. <laughs> very, very good <laughs> use of plugging time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, all right. Thanks. It's settled. Feel good. After the witch trials ended, several members of Reverend Samuel Paris's congregation fought for years to have Paris dismissed from the church due to his role in the Salem witch trials. His dissenters submitted a list of problems they had with Paris, which included a number of issues that were directly related to Williams and the afflicted girls. In 1697, Paris's dissenters won, and Paris was dismissed from his job as minister of the church. He left Salem Village shortly after, taking Betty Paris and, most likely, Abigail Williams with him. Although it's possible that she died in 1697 at the age of 17. Neither Abigail Williams or Betty Paris ever apologized for their roles in the Salem Witch Trials. Vote for who you think is to blame at thealarmistpodcast.com. And if you have any thoughts, comments, hesitations, we're thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Join us next week as we discuss the Arizona gender reveal party disaster. It's explosive. Erios. Powered by ACAST. 